What's going on, everybody? This is Eric, and you're listening to The Brush Up. Uh, this is episode one, so got some feedback on episode zero. So we got some changes, got some new things here. Uh, I got a new segment I put in at the end. I was juggling with it last time. Uh, it's for more nerdy people, I guess. So if you're a more nerdy person, stick around. So yeah, we're going to start it off the same way with the good news. Uh, first piece of good news is that a 78-year-old man in Israel becomes the first person to receive an artificial cornea. So what happened was... This man went blind due to natural cornea deterioration. And then he was actually able to get an implant that was designed to mesh with the remnants of what cornea he did have left. and actually restored his sight. So this is a big step in combating blindness, apparently. Uh, nothing like this has ever been done. But if blindness does become a curable thing, actually, I think that's a big step for humanity being able to treat different things occurring in our bodies. So apparently 10 more people are lined up to have the same procedure. Uh, I mean, I hope they all have the same outcome where they do make a full recovery and they can once again see. But let's see where that goes. Uh, so hopefully everything goes well there. The second piece of good news and kind of a trend of four stories here from good news into the U.S. and world news. They're kind of like uh, save the planet kind of green things. I didn't really pick them to be that way, but when I saw them, I thought they were all were good news and uh, pieces of world news that made sense, so I did add them in. So the first piece of news is that IKEA, or this piece of good news, IKEA bought 11,000 acres of U.S. forest in Georgia, and they bought it to keep it from being developed ever. They want to preserve the environment there. So IKEA is set to become a carbon-neutral company, and they really want to stand to protect the environment. Uh, And this purchase of the land in Georgia is just a first step or one way that they're doing it here in the United States. Uh, The next piece and final piece of good news is that volunteers removed over 9,000 pounds of trash from the Tennessee River. So there's a group down there called Keep the Tennessee River Beautiful. They really got a crafty name for what they're doing. But yeah, it was 25 people over the course of three days that removed these 9,000 pounds of trash. The group is attempting to continue doing this, and their overall goal by the end of the year is to remove 100,000 pounds of trash, which is just crazy. I think if you can remove 100,000 pounds from one river, I can't imagine it's in the exact same place because they can go to the same place, then that just makes no sense how there's actually that much trash. But I wish the group the best of luck. I mean, I hope they break their record, and I hope more people come out to help them progress through this. So now moving on to the U.S. and uh, world news. First piece of world news is an Israeli company began mass producing electric car batteries that offer 100 miles of charge in just five minutes. So right now, uh, you could probably go take your combustion engine car, and in five minutes, you could probably get 400 miles if you go fuel up totally. Uh, so yeah, this is kind of a step in that direction for electric cars. As you know, electric cars really have that problem where they have to be charged for a long time to get their battery up to full capacity, but... If we can start getting cars to charge to hundreds of miles within just the same time as a combustion engine car, then I think they'll become a lot better competitor of combustion engine cars uh, in most areas, especially more remote areas or areas with less big cities around. Uh, But yeah, this is pretty big development. Tesla actually has a development center that they put out there near this research facility because they're looking to implement these batteries in their cars in the future. So I hope... Developments keep being made like this, and we're starting to see 
speeds like this for charging on cars so that they become, like I said, more competitive with combustion engine cars and for the right price. You know, I hope this doesn't cost a ton of money. Uh, we're paying like quadruple the price for an electric car that gets the same range uh, in the same time as a combustion engine car. And the, uh, the final piece of kind of green news, uh, but still going on the world news here, is Germany used more renewable energy in 2020 than fossil fuel energy. Uh, and this is just a huge story because Germany is the world's fourth largest economy. And for the fourth largest economy to be able to be mostly renewable versus fossil fuels, it's just a great thing to hear. Um, one big factor of it was COVID. Uh, so they had less power consumption during COVID. So there wasn't actually this need to have as much power produced by the power plants because they will just generally pick up what the renewable sources can't create. And another thing that really helped apparently is that Germany had a great summer for solar insulation. And what solar insulation is, is just the amount of energy that the sun is basically putting down to the ground um, that is harvestable by solar panels. So they were able to supply 40% of the base energy during some periods of the summer with just solar. So what base energy is, uh, is if you just kind of turn up, not really turn off everything, but there's always gonna be a certain amount of power that's always used. You're never gonna go below that line. It's just kind of like the bottom line steady state and everything above that is intermittent. So solar alone was able to provide 40% of that base uh, and then a combination of wind and other renewables like geothermal and hydroelectric were able to provide uh, more energy in there to actually be able to uh, become the majority uh, supplier versus fossil fuels. And this actually had a positive outcome right away. Uh, Germany had 10% dip in greenhouse gas emissions within 2020. So that's great to hear that things like that are going on. I mean, I hope Germany can keep it up. And other countries can follow suit, but we'll have to see what happens. Maybe not in 2021, because I'm assuming that power consumption will still be lower due to COVID still going on. But <clears throat> maybe in 2022, uh, if they can keep this trend going, then there'll be a big step in the green energy player on a global scale. And now, now that we're done with the kind of green energy, uh, save the planet kind of stuff, let's move on into the one thing that you always know is going to be in the news for the next little while here, which is covid so apparently there's a Brazilian mutation of COVID and the first case of it was discovered within the U.S. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know how many mutations of COVID there are, but if more keep popping up. So we have the UK one that I spoke about last week and now I have this Brazilian one. So it seems like it's mutating pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, I'm not an expert on diseases or anything like that, but uh, it does seem like it's mutating quite quick. But one good thing... Uh, I heard about is that Moderna, one of the vaccine manufacturers, stated that their vaccine should protect against all these new variants, which is great. Um, it actually kind of puts a step ahead the flu vaccine because when you get a flu vaccine every year, it just kind of scientists guess what's the most probable mutation to occur, and then they create a vaccine for that, and that's what you get. So that's why you can still sometimes get the flu even if you get the vaccine because it might have mutated differently, so you might get that different mutation, and then your body wasn't prepared for it given the vaccine that you took. But if this vaccine can withstand all of these other uh, variants of COVID, then I think we're all going to be in a really good place. And on the terms of the vaccine, apparently most Americans won't be able to get vaccinated until April or May, according to President Biden's vaccine advisor. Uh, so, I mean, it sounds like a long time, but if you really think about <clears throat> how many people we are 
trying to get vaccinated. I mean, yeah, we're going to have to pick up the speeds, but hopefully we all can get vaccinated. And, you know, once once that happens, we start getting towards that herd immunity. And this herd immunity is when we eventually reach 70 to 85% vaccinated. And that's going to take several months, even after April or May. So it's hoping that we can get to herd immunity at least by August. And once we would get to herd immunity, that's the point where things will start opening back up that aren't already reopened. Uh, maybe we won't have to wear masks as much anymore. So a lot of those restrictions will be dropped once we get to herd immunity. But like I said, that's when 70-85% are vaccinated. And hopefully we all can do that. Um, we'll see where that goes. Uh, the next piece of news is U.S. news. Kind of sad. I don't want this to turn into like an obituary every week. But last week with Hank Aaron, now this week with Larry King. So Larry King passed away this last week. Uh, yeah, really sad. I don't want to dwell on it, though, because, like I said, I don't want this to be like I talk about people passing away every week. Um, so, yeah, the, <laughs> the next piece of news is about Twitter and for Twitter users, mostly just in the U.S., but uh, if the program works, it will be launched worldwide. So Twitter is enlisting users just in the U.S. to combat misinformation. So they started a pilot program called Birdwatch, which allows selected users to flag and note false or misleading tweets. So when I was looking into it, apparently you can apply to be one of these people that are looking for the misinformation. I imagine you can just Google Twitter, uh, Birdwatch program, something like that. And then you can say like, yo, this is my Twitter handle and I'd like to be a part of this. So apparently what it does is as a user that is on the combating team or in this Birdwatch team, whenever you see some piece of misinformation or some misleading uh, tweet, you can flag it and then Twitter will come back and review it and then look into that account that's actually creating that content to <clears throat> either ban, restrict, or kind of give a warning to them. So I think that's a pretty good way to kind of uh, curbside this false information or fake news that we're kind of in right now. I mean, you hear that term a lot. So I think this is a good step in that way. So if you are a user of Twitter and you do want to be a part of this, Birdwatch program, uh, you can just apply, quick and easy. And the final piece of news here, it's U.S. news. Uh, Budweiser will not have a commercial during the Super Bowl this year, which is kind of sad because normally Budweiser is one of the most looked-for commercials. I remember they had the horses uh, previously, but this is their first time not having a commercial in the Super Bowl within 37 years. So they still made a commercial, and they will be running it the week prior to the Super Bowl, but they just won't use their normal Super Bowl slot. And the reason for this is that they're reinvesting the money that would normally cost to uh, buy a slot of commercial <laughs> at the Super Bowl, and they're using it to support COVID awareness and the vaccine. So I guess they are using it for a good cause. Um, apparently, Pepsi also pulled out their commercial from the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're reinvesting it like Budweiser is. But if they are, I'm wondering to see if it will be a general trend of where a lot of larger companies eventually pull out their uh, commercials, uh, especially for companies that are very iconic. Like I know Pepsi, uh, like I said, Budweiser. I remember, was it last year, Doritos and Mountain Dew did one together that everybody loved. But I think it was Peter Dinklage and uh, so Morgan Freeman, I think. I mean, I could be wrong on that, but I think... I think that's what that commercial was. So if companies like that start really pulling out, I wonder how many will, especially if Budweiser did start this trend to kind of pull out their money and then use it for a better cause because now what companies are probably thinking, well, what does it look like if I leave mine in? So 
we'll see where that takes us. Um, but yeah, so if you want to see the Budweiser commercial that they normally have during the Super Bowl, be on the lookout for it the week prior. <clears throat> All right, now that we're done with U.S. and world news, let's move on to uh, sports. I'm only talking about the NFL this week, like I said, because of the Super Bowl coming up. So Super Bowl 55 is going to be Sunday, February 7th at 5.30 p.m. That's Central Time. And the Buccaneers punched their ticket after defeating the Packers 31-26. to <clears throat> So if you watched the Packer game, it was or the Packer-Buccaneers game, it was kind of tough to watch as a Packers fan. Uh, Packers had two attempts to actually take the lead later in the game, but they couldn't capitalize on either of those. They ended up, ended up going down by eight. And then the last Packer drive, they're in the red zone, I think, in the red zone or right outside the red zone. And they elected to kick the field goal with just over two minutes left on the clock. Um, then they never ended up getting the ball back to try to score again. So as a Packer fan, it was rough to watch when you have an MVP caliber quarterback in Aaron Rodgers and you don't put the ball in his hands at the end of the game to try to have him score the touchdown. Uh, I mean, even he was very upset about it after the game. Aaron Rodgers said that his future with the Packers is uncertain, which is hard to hear as a Packers fan. But, I mean, it's tough to not see where he's coming from. You know, they drafted a quarterback and now they're not using him in the final moments of a big game or the biggest game that they had of the year. So I can see where he isn't too happy with his position uh, if he is unhappy, but we'll have to see where that takes him in the coming into next season. Uh, but back onto the Buccaneers, they'll be the first team to play in a Super Bowl that they are hosting. So normally this would just give a huge, huge advantage with in-person attendance, but Given COVID, there's only going to be limited attendance, so I still imagine that'll be predominantly Buccaneers fans. I mean, there's no way it will, or will not, sorry. There's no way it will not. <clears throat> but I just got curious then about Super Bowl ticket prices given the limited attendance, so I started looking them up. So uh, the cheapest ticket I could find was $6,750 for upper deck tickets, and they kind of have like uh, NFL experience with them. So I don't know if you can find it a little bit cheaper than that without the NFL experience. So yeah, it's upper deck, $6,750. Then to sit on the sidelines and still get this NFL experience is $10,000. And then to sit on the 50, it said over 10,000 unlisted. So I imagine that's just however somebody, however much somebody really wants to pay for that ticket is how much it's going to go for. So I'm intrigued to see if the week before the Super Bowl, if there's like some talk about how much people are reselling their Super Bowl tickets for. Uh, I imagine the amounts can be insane. So... We'll have to see where that goes. But with this win in the NFC Championship, Tom Brady ties both Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees for any NFC Championship wins, which is just baffling to me. How does Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees together only have two NFC Championship wins? I mean, these are two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and only two wins between the two of them is just ridiculous. And now Tom Brady spends one season in the NFC and just shows like that he can match it. Uh, I guess that's just Tom Brady being Tom Brady, though, so this crazy. But <clears throat> opposing the Bucks in the Super Bowl will be the Kansas City Chiefs because they beat the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship, 38-24. to uh, If you watch the game, Kansas actually started down 9-0, to but then once the second quarter turned, it was just all Kansas City from there on in. Uh, they scored 21 points in the second quarter, uh, and then... Yeah, basically from there, it was just a blowout. All the, well, I'm not, not a blowout, but you could just tell the Chiefs weren't going to let it go from there on in. 
Uh, so yeah, Mahomes and the Chiefs will go on to defend their Super Bowl title because they won it last year. Uh, and then if you guys are wondering some sports betting odds here, I don't know a ton about sports betting, so I got some numbers for you. Uh, but if somebody would want to reach out to me and tell me how sports betting actually works, that'd be great because, I, like I said, I don't really understand at all. But the Chiefs are the favorite going into the game. Uh, opening spread is Chiefs minus 3.5, and, and then the over-under is 57.5. So good luck to all those sports bettors out there. hope you win. Uh, and now that's going to wrap up the uh, sports news, and we're going to move on to celebrity news. I couldn't find a whole lot in celebrity news. Wasn't a whole lot going on. I mean, maybe I missed something. I don't really know. But there was a picture released of Kanye West's new shoes. It was a leaked photo. It looked like a employee or a worker, I don't really know where they were at, was outside a warehouse spraying them with spray paint or some sort of aerosol can. And they're, apparently the shoes are called the Adidas Runners. That's the D-S-R-N-N-R. But I, I saw them. I think they're super ugly. They look like they're probably made well, but they have like this mesh design. I think they're open. It's like maybe air can get through. I... I was not super impressed uh, when I saw them, especially I used to be kind of a sneakerhead, used to collect a lot of shoes, not anymore, but I don't think I ever could have seen myself buying these, unless what they showed was just the skeleton of the shoe and there's more to go around it and stuff like that. I really hope there is, otherwise I don't think many people will be buying the shoe outside of the collector just because of how, how they look. I mean, if you are really a fan of those kind of out there wild looking shoes, go get them for sure, but I don't... I don't foresee them being a big hit, but I could be wrong. Kanye West does great things with shoes, so be on the lookout in the coming weeks or months for the Kanye West uh, Adidas collab on the runner. But now we're going to move on to that new segment that I talked about. Uh, it's called this Fact of the Week. So being a pretty nerdy kid, I do like to learn something when I can. So I thought at the end of every podcast, I could just add some sort of fact, quick little thing that we could all learn together so it's not going to be something that I already know that I'm putting on you guys. It's going to be something that we all learn together. So in the future, uh, if you do want to hear it from a certain subject like biology, physics, chemistry, or, I don't know, humanity, things like that, just let me know. I can line it up. Uh, I'm open to do whatever. But I just started this first one out with astronomy because I do love astronomy. I almost went to college for astrophysics, but I ended up going for engineering. So yeah, the first fact of the week is... Venus is the only planet to spin clockwise. All other planets spin counterclockwise, except for Uranus. Uranus spins on side, as most people probably know and probably remember from uh, early kit, like early science courses. <clears throat> but the most likely reason for these different rotations is the gigantic asteroids that collide with them in the distant past. So I thought it was just really weird that there's only one planet that spins clockwise when all the others spin counterclockwise for the most part. Uh, that's just Venus being weird because, you know, like... I don't know, their atmosphere is all weird and everything like that, too. So, yeah, that's the fact of the week. Um, Let me know if you guys like that, if you want something different, or if you just don't want that part at all. And then there's one other segment I've been kind of going back and forth with also. Um, I haven't, I didn't put it in this week. Uh, If people say that they do want it or do want to hear it, then I'll put it in for next week, probably. But it would be called Heat of the Week. Um, It would just be a new song that I kind of found or songs that other people sent in that they liked and then I'd kind of put it on here and say, hey, these are kind of big and upcoming songs that are going on and people should listen to them. Uh, I love music. I love listening to music all the time. So uh, just finding new songs like that and 
shouting out different songs that maybe are a little less known that I find really good and other people find really good would help people build their kind of musical uh, playlist and stuff like that. So let me know if you want to hear that. But with that, that's probably going to end up wrapping up uh, episode one here. Uh, thank you for everybody that's listening. And let me know still if you have any feedback. Um, this isn't still set in stone how I'm doing this, but I'm trying to kind of morph it to be <clears throat> what everybody wants to hear. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even after episode uh, zero, I found that uh, some people's ideas were clashing with others, so I kind of try to make it the best of both worlds. Uh, some people are saying more sports, some people are saying less sports, so I'm just trying to put it in the way that everybody enjoys. So yeah, thank you guys for listening, and let me know if you have any feedback. I'll see you guys in episode two.